Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Praise God. I want to take you today to the book of John chapter 20 and verse 19. I believe I have a word from the Lord for you today to help you where you are. Help you to know what you and I need in this present situation that we're in. Praise the Lord. To lay a foundation before we get to the text today, Jesus had been crucified, he had been buried, and rose again. So he's already resurrected. The same day, John 20 and verse 19, the same day at even, before the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear. Somebody say for fear. They were fear of the Jews. Came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. How many like for that word to just be spoken to your spirit today? I like that. Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted, remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Again he said, Receive, breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. I want to talk to you on this subject with the help of the Lord and with your help. I need your amens. I need your connectivity. Breathe again. Somebody say, breathe again. Breathe again. Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord, for your word today. We thank you, God, for your spirit. Now to every opposing spirit, you're not welcome here. Every spirit of darkness that would try to do harm to faith and belief so doubt and fear we rebuke you in the name of jesus and we tell you that you do not have authority in our mind you do not have authority in our thinking and in our life so today we give you praise in jesus mighty name let everybody say amen Amen. praise god you can be seated breathe again I realize that I have some health officials and workers here and one nurse and some others that have a lot of understanding of the human body. And if I get this wrong, then you'll have to go argue with the science website that I got it from. Blood and oxygen are essential to human life. I know that from biology in school. 
It is the blood that gathers oxygen from the lungs and then delivers it to the body. The lungs are continuously extracting oxygen from the atmosphere to replenish the blood. But in order for this replenishment to take place, the circulatory system must have a way of sending the blood to the lungs to pick up a new supply of oxygen. So the heart and a system of arteries and veins perform this constant cycle and this constant function. Your heart does not just simply pump blood to be a fluid flowing through you, but rather it has so many unique purposes. The circulatory system and the respiratory system work closely together to ensure that organ tissue receive enough oxygen. Oxygen is required for cellular functions. The air breathed in and held in the lungs is transformed or transferred to the blood. The blood circulated by the heart, which pumps the oxygenated blood from the lungs to the body. Additionally, the, the two body systems work together to remove carbon dioxide, which is a metabolic waste product. So the blood and the oxygen, the lungs and the blood in your body work together so you can live. You can't live without air. We can't live without blood. Another part of that is that we cannot live without water. Water is essential to every system and function of the body. As you will find out, the water is a building block of new cells. And the key nutrient for every cell relies upon it for survival. Metabolize and transports proteins and carbohydrates from the food that you eat to nourish your body. That's what water does. Water helps the body flush waste. So you've got a, a, a component from both the blood and the oxygen and water that helps flush waste are things that are toxins out of our body. It help maintains a, water does a healthy body temperature through sweat and respiration when the temperature rises. Aren't you glad that God made you and I with a built-in air conditioner? No other being has that but us humans. Without water, there is no life. Without blood, there is no life. Without breath, there is no life. When God breathed into Adam's nostrils, man became, as the Bible said, a living soul. God breathed the power of life into Adam's lungs and his blood began to push that power through his veins. Jesus said in John 10 and 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. What is he wanting to do? Destroy life. Snuff out life. Amen. I want to tell you today what you and I are battling with in our world is hell's attempt to kill life. To snuff out spiritual life. To snuff out natural life. But Jesus went on to say in that verse, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Somebody say, I want that. I want that. On the cross, Jesus shed his blood so that he could purchase his church. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 18, it says, For as much 
as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. Amen. You can't buy your way into the kingdom. You cannot give your way into the kingdom. You cannot do good enough to get into the kingdom. But it is by uh, 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 the precious blood, verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. It is a message of the cross that is a bloody message. It is a message that a lot of people want to sugarcoat and overlook. But I want to tell you, I like what Billy Sunday stated. Amen. That old rough riding preacher of years gone by said this. Jesus gave his life on the cross for any who will believe. We're not redeemed by silver and gold. Jesus paid for it with his blood. When someone tells you that your religion is a bloody religion and the Bible is a bloody book, you tell them, yes, Christianity is a bloody religion. The gospel is a bloody gospel and the Bible is a bloody book and the plan of redemption is bloody. Why? Because there is no life without blood. If you and I did not have natural blood, we would die. But so the same is without the blood of Christ applied to our life. Amen. If there is such a thing of salvation, it's not worth the paper it is printed on. It is not worth the words that are spoken because it takes the blood of Jesus Christ to be applied to our hearts so that we can be born again. Jesus said, Matthew 26 and 28, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Somebody say amen. amen. So it was his blood that brought us redemption. It was his blood, and we could preach an entire message on the blood. But I also find the time that they stuck a spear in his side, and what poured out but blood and water. Blood and water. Jesus said to the woman at the well in John 4, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. My God has a living water. Water, has a water effect. I've got to have blood to live, but I also have to have water to live. Amen. These elements, these elements that are connected in all three that give to us life. Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3 and 5, verily, verily, or truly, truly, absolutely, 100% clear. Don't mistake this for just rubbish. Don't mistake this for some kind of fancy John 3.16 message that you just wipe over and go on. But no, he said, except a man be born of what? Water and of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What is he saying? You can't live without water and you can't live without spirit. Amen. He's already told us over and over you can't live by, without blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Leviticus tells us. You've got to have these three components in your life. Amen. If you want to live. And so we have the blood, we have the water, and we have the spirit. Amen. Adam was nothing but an inactive body of dirt until God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Amen. New life in Christ comes when he breathes his spirit in us. With supernatural breath, we begin to live again. Brand new. Brand new. Like a baby that has been uh, come, has, has come out of the womb and born. What's the first thing it does? It takes a breath. 
mouth. It becomes a living child. It becomes a living being in that moment. It takes uh, that breath. Christ paid for the price for all of humanity to experience blood, to experience water, and to experience the Spirit. Amen. Blood in repentance and death to sin. Water in baptism underneath his covering in his name and spirit where he breathes life into us. I want to tell you, if you want abundant life, you will find these three elements working in your heart. Romans tells us, Paul said, the spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we're the children of God. (sighs) Take a breath. Take a breath this morning. Take a breath. If you didn't have that, you wouldn't be living. In John, we find in our text that Jesus had been crucified on Calvary. He's now alive, risen from the dead, and his disciples are still gripped by the paralysis of fear. Fear had gripped their heart. They were so afraid. Amen. Afraid of the Jews. Afraid of this. I want to tell you, with all that is within me, and under the authority that God has given to me, amen, that there is a spirit of fear moving throughout this world. There is a spirit of fear that is moving throughout families, moving throughout jobs, moving throughout our culture today. It's a fear that you meet when people just simply don't want to talk to you anymore, don't want to say anything to you, walk around and it's like everybody's got a plague. Amen. And I realize that it's wise to follow good protocol but what has developed is people have been sucked into a fear a fear that paralyzes them and the Jews had put such a fear in the disciples that now they're hiding out. But when Jesus showed up the first words out of his mouth was peace be unto you peace be unto you so I want to say to those that are under the sound of my voice right here in this building and those that are watching online and those that listen by podcast if you'll let Jesus show up in your world the very first thing he wants to say to you is I don't care what you're going he's going to say peace peace wonderful peace mighty peace unlike anything this world has to give peace they were hiding for fear their voices were silenced by fear fear stifles fear suppresses fear overwhelms fear suffocates hell does not want the blood of Jesus being connected to your life. Hell does not want the water or the name of Jesus connected to your life. And hell does not want the power of the Spirit flowing through your life. The baptism of the Holy Spirit breathes power. It breathes life. It breathes a new strength. Amen. So many today in this world have said there's nothing to it. There's nothing to it. On Father's Day, I was going through some of my dad's notes and came across his autobiography of his spiritual life. My dad was, and my mom were good, good believers in a Baptist church for many years. My dad said, 
I, I first encountered God in a Baptist church, but I knew there was something else. He said, I couldn't find it, but I knew there was more for me. God had more for me. And one day he was walking down the hall. I've told you the story, but let me tell it again. He was walking down the hall of Laterno College as he was studying to be an engineer and a bridge builder. And he had his books on his arm and his Bible open. And he said in his notes that there was no lights on in the hall because the lights were shining bright from the day he said but then a light shone on his bible and when he looked at the verse that it was highlighting it lit, it lit uh, acts 238 uh, then peter said to them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the holy ghost you can discount that as a fred gill only moment but this was a moment that god had talked to my dad and so my dad went to the library and studied for a few days and found out that baptism was to be administered in the name of Jesus by studying history. Studying history. Not scripture, history. History bore out that the very first baptisms, amen, was administered in the name of Jesus. And revelation hit him. And he went and got my mom and got some towels and began to walk from place to place until he found a church that would baptize him in the name of Jesus. Amen. And when he went down in water in the name of Jesus and come out, there was a man standing there that said, now you're a candidate for the Holy Ghost. My dad didn't know what the Holy Ghost was. He he had heard about the craziness of talking in tongues and speaking in tongues. Can I stop here and tell you that the enemy is using a ploy today to tell us that tongue talking is crazy. That tell us that it is out of order. Well if it's out of order then it's the word of God. Amen. It's the word of God but I want to tell you God's word puts it in order. Not the words of man. Lord, help me get back to my notes. My dad said he sought the Lord. He's 27 years old. He sought the Lord for, for 20-something days. I don't remember the exact day, but he sought the Lord, and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. He said he spoke in tongues for an hour and a half when God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Now, let me tell you what he, what he experienced that day was referenced by an experience he had in World War II, driving down the road, pulling a trailer in his big truck. He got lost behind enemy lines, and there was a... a, a <clears throat> German tanks over here on one side and German screaming Mimi's rocket launchers on the other side and he's by himself and there's no way to turn around a deep ravine on either side and so he just simply said God help me and he felt he just fell out as it were in a trance and he passed out and when he come to himself that truck had flipped around and was headed down a different direction headed back to where he came from it happened supernaturally he said I felt a presence in that cab that coming to me and I was so afraid I didn't want to look and he ran his hand over into the seat and could feel where he was sitting but he couldn't feel him and he said I felt something that I never felt before but the night he got the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues for an hour and a half he said I knew who that was I knew what that was it was the power of God I want to tell you today, the reason the devil is fighting the Holy Ghost in this generation is to prevent life 
life-changing revival. He wants to stop life-changing revival. And what we need is to breathe again. What we need is a breath of divine Holy Ghost in filling again. I'm telling you, you may discount me as just being crazy preacher but the answer to your family's issues is breathe again oh that's simplistic don't we need to have a few this and a few that and some of that and some of this other stuff amen i want to tell you breathe again breathe again of the holy ghost and if you truly will suck in the breath of god he will transform your heart he will transform your life he will Jesus breathed on them. Prophetically breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. Then he told them, tarry ye in Jerusalem. Tarry ye in Luke 24, 49. He said, behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Over 500 people witnessed Jesus after his resurrection. Only 120 made it to the upper room to have the faith or the opportunity to tarry until. The promise of the Father, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the breath from heaven would come into that room. What does it say? And when the day of Pentecost was, amen, suddenly there came a, like a, like a rushing mighty when what was happening is that what Jesus prophesied in John 20 is happening in Acts 2. Amen. He prophesied by breathing on them and it literally came to pass in Acts chapter 2 when they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. What were they doing? They were taking breath, literally spiritual breath for the first time. I just come to tell somebody today, you need to breathe again. Fear smothers. Fear restricts. The enemy comes to bring confinement, intimidation. But Paul put it like this to the Corinthian church, he says, in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is... There is liberty. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute because if you get the revelation of this, it'll change how you look at news. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. In that truck, Brother Mike, when you're driving down the road and the craziness that you may have to encounter, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Brother Jay on the job, while you're working over Toyota and it becomes Yoda crazy, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. When you've got breath, the devil can't come against you, but what he wants to do is to stifle your breath, strangle your breath, take it out of you by the constant pressure of the day. But what God wants is he wants you to breathe again, to be renewed by the power of the spirit. Hallelujah. I just want to tell you, I can't live by cute Pentecost anymore. I can't live by little patty cake 
lay me down to sleep prayer. I need a move of the Holy Ghost. <sighs> Praise God. Praise God. I know it's popular day to preach and not get loud, but that's just not me. I've been doing it since I'm 14 years old, and I'm not going to change now. Oh, God. I need a move of the Holy Ghost. The psalmist said in 50, in the very last verse of the very last Psalm 150 and verse 6. Let everything that hath have breath, have breath, have breath. I realize that's natural breath, but let me talk to you about those that have Holy Ghost breath. If you've got Holy Ghost breath, you'll be the praiser from the word go. If you've got Holy Ghost breath, you're not hiding out in fear and doubt and unbelief, but you're lifting your voice. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Peace be unto you. But what hell is doing today, the spiritual attack on the hell from hell is very similar to the spirit that Paul encountered in Acts 16. Let me run through this. Acts 16 and 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer. The reason you're battling your prayer time is because there's a spirit to try to stop you. As we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination made us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried saying, this is what this demon possessed spirit of divination is saying. These men are the servants of the most high God which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul wanted to hire on a staff in his ministry. But Paul Wanted to give her a position because she was treating him so nice. But Paul wanted to just, just give her honor and say, good, good word. Thank you for saying that. No, it said, but Paul grieved. Turned and said to the spirit, not to the damsel, but to the spirit. I command thee in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. As they went to prayer, the enemy began to attack. As spiritual transition is happening, the enemy began to attack. As communication from glory is being come, as coming to us, the enemy began to attack. And the spirit of divination was at the heart of it. The word divination in this verse comes from the Greek word puthon, which translates to the English word python. Vine's dictionary declares how Greek mythology believed that python serpent guarded the oracle of Delhi until Apollo showed up. 
And then it took on the entire name that that temple did, the entire name of Python. The python is a snake, a serpent that waits patiently for its prey and the opportunity for the moment to strike. When a python strikes, it sinks its victim in with his sharp teeth deep inside of its victim, but its bite is not fatal. It is what happens next that destroys the prey of the, of the victim of python. A python is one thing that will wrap around you, a, a, a snake that will coil slowly around its victim and begin to squeeze the very life out as the victim takes a breath. Before it can take another one, it squeezes a little bit. As the victim tries to breathe, the grip gets tighter and tighter, and the capacity of lungs gets smaller and smaller, and it slowly chucks chokes and suffocates its prey until all the air is expunged from the lungs. That is the spirit of the day. The spirit of the day is one to wrap its it's, it's, it's power around us so that we can't breathe so we cannot operate in the spirit so we're afraid of prophecy we're afraid of tongues and interpretation of tongues we're afraid to walk in the anointing and the power of God but I want to tell you today there is an answer to this old slew foot there is an answer if you follow the story they put Paul and Silas in prison they locked them up because of what they did but they give to us the answer at midnight, Paul and Silas begin to sing and give praises unto God and begin to pray and seek the face of the Lord. What the devil meant to stop them, it ended up in an earthquake explosion. And God began to move and revival began to break out. You may mark this statement as crazy, but that's all right. It won't be the last time. Probably isn't the first. What we're seeing today, those that are shaking their fist in the face of God, those that are so angry and bitter, it's not about politics. It is about the quenching of the life of God's people. It is to snuff it out. Don't operate in the Holy Ghost. Don't you worship. Don't sing. Don't be so crazy. Don't believe in that tongues talking stuff. Don't believe in life transformation. I want to tell you, my uncle, my great uncle, received the Holy Ghost before uh, uh, when my dad was about six years old. And he saw the effects, but he didn't see it when it happened. But he saw the effects. A circuit rider preacher rode into town, cut a tree down, laid a, nailed a board on it, and that became his church. And began to preach about the power of the Holy Ghost and the name of Jesus and the oneness of God. My uncle went down there, got all drunk, and decided he's going to drive him out of the he's gonna drive him out of the place amen and he come back and his arms were all bloody and he said to my grandfather henry they got a fence around that and i can't get to that preacher they got a barbed wire fence around it and he had the literal bleeding cuts to prove it the next night he went back sober and he just listened from the distance the third the next night he went back and got a little closer sitting on a log the holy ghost hit him he fell over into the dirt and began to speak with other tongues as the power of God came upon him. I'm talking about an uncle that was the town uh, 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 
bootlegger. He was the town seller of moonshine. And he had a moon still in his in, in, in my grandfather's smokehouse. Amen. Without a Bible study, without any prompting from anybody, he goes back straight to the, the steel and begins to destroy it. He doesn't sell the bottles. He pours it out on the ground. He walks over to his cigarette-making machine and he tears it up and throws it away and begins to preach the gospel. Who told him? The Holy Ghost, the breath of God. I'm telling you, if you would dare breathe in the Spirit and let God fill you, if you've never been filled, let Him fill you. You're going to walk in power, not carnality, but in power. The python comes to snuff out our very breath. It's the power of a spirit that wants to cause us to lose our first love, lose our spiritual intensity, feeling pressured, feeling helpless, feeling hopeless. That's what the python does. He comes to attack us. Jesus at one point was praying Look at what he said in Matthew 26 and verse 40. He cometh unto his disciples and find them sleep and saith unto Peter, What would you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation, for the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, there's one gift that you don't ever find in the Bible the gift of prayer. It's the discipline of prayer. I'll clear out the room. Somebody needs a shout. Y'all can sit down. Come on, give me, give me. I got some more preaching. The enemy wants to squeeze out your practice of prayer. He wants to squeeze out our pulling away from godly influence. You watch the very first thing somebody before they ever backslide, they start disconnecting themselves from relationships that are healthy. People that are being squeezed by Python, Python becomes unfaithful to worship the house of God. They focus on compromise and what can I get away with rather than conviction, commitment, and how can I get closer to God? Python comes and makes us want to operate in carelessness and complacency. Constantly attacks truth. Constantly argues back. I don't believe that. That's not right. Python wants us to become so consumed by entertainment and Hollywood and pleasure until the very life begins to be taken out. We need to change the way we think about sin, so Python says. Change what you call it. Redefine it. Amen. Let's live as close to the world as possible so they will like us. Live as close to the world as possible so they will like us. Jesus said, sanctify them before they go into the world, but I want them to go in the world. If you're going to go into the world, you better be holy before you ever step into it. You better be Holy Spirit filled because the world wants to squeeze you. Let me tell you what, Paul, or what Peter wrote about Lot in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 7. 2 Peter 2 and 7. Amen. And Lot, and delivered just Lot, listen to these words, vexed 
with the filthy conversation of the wicked. He's in Sodom. He's in a wicked place, a most despicable, horrible place. And it's the constant, yeah, 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 on news, on TV, on media, in the neighborhood, all around you. That's okay. Go ahead. There really are, uh, uh, you know, they could fix pick one of the 50 genders that they want to be yeah 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 constant vexation constant pulverizing amen at the very core of a righteous man for it says in verse 8 for that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing constantly and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. What is happening to Lot is happening in our world today. It is the pressure of an attack from the enemy that says I'll take your breath away. I'll take your breath away. Well I choose to go back to an upper room. I choose to go back to a place where I can be like Paul in the middle of this prison. I'm coming out. In the middle of this issue I'm coming out. I'm going to breathe again. I'm going to breathe again. I want a Holy Ghost move again. I want revival for this generation. I want revival for these kids that have never seen something in their life to see that even in the middle of this mess, in the middle of this world that's squeezing the life out of you, that there is a Holy Ghost power that can cause you to overcome, cause you to be not just a victim, but rather a crusader for the cause of Jesus Christ and an adventurer for the saving power of Christ. Amen. We need to breathe again. stay with me please I'm not finished but I'm quitting John 6 and 63 Jesus said it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing the words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life Praise God. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. <clears throat> Praise God. David, come stand by me just for a minute. I want you to verify what I'm telling to be true. I don't know how many years ago, but it's before you got married, you and I went into the sanctuary and sit down in the front seats. Do you remember that? Do you remember what I told you? You won't remember maybe word for word, but you knew what I was telling you. That we were headed to a day that you were going to need to operate in a spiritual power because we'll be faced head on with demons. Remember that? It's here. I said, I may not be here. It's already here, son. What I warned you about is already here. Already here. And my friend, if you're not full of the Holy Ghost... You're going to meet your life-sucking enemy that will try to discourage you in every, every step of the way. Amen. Why don't you, why don't you do like, like, the, like the old farmer that just went into his barn and said, Lord, if this is real, I want it. If this is real, I want it. I want it. Tumbled out. His wife saw him tumbling out of the hayloft. She went out there. He's laying flat on his back in a bed of hay, speaking in other tongues. Somebody say, if this is real, I want it. 
I said, if this is real, I, well, I'm going to tell you it is real. For me, I've experienced it. I've seen him every day. Lord, would you just baptize us again? Let us breathe again. Let us receive that anointing again. Hallelujah. I am preaching to you the answer. I believe for this very hour, it's the breath of the Holy Ghost sweeping over our nation. Praise God. I believe that there is a revival going to happen and is happening even now under the very nose of the enemy that God is filling people with the Holy Ghost setting people free hallelujah but it depends on your hunger it depends on your hunger today oh God let us breathe again hallelujah we, can, can, kids can, can y'all move all these would, would you help us Sam move the chairs to the outside over here lean them up against the wall over there praise God I'm talking to you about something I know to be real. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's coming an hour and now is where air is going to stand in front of you. And you're going to have to choose between error and truth. And error will be so slickly done to where error will look like truth, but it will be disguised as something that is really uh, beautiful, but it is something hideous and it's dark and sinister. How are you going to know between what looks like truth and what is not truth? Amen. If you do not have the spirit of truth operating in your heart to quicken to you, that's truth. That is right. I'm not telling you something that's coming in 10 years 20 years it now is it right now is we need to breathe in the power of the holy ghost so on the job in a split second you can decide between error and truth in a split second you decide between what is good and what is not good not by just simply your knowledge but rather by the power of the holy ghost Amen. I know we don't have a whole lot of room here. You can pray right where you are. But if you need to breathe again, you're tired of the enemy stifling you, you want to just step out and come to the altar. Lord, change my heart. Change my heart. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Set your